0: This episode of the Pixels and Pads podcast is brought to you by Soul Surplus. Soul Surplus is a full-service music production company that creates original music compositions for music producers, filmmakers, and content creators. They strive to create quality music that helps jumpstart the creative process without the hassle of sample clearance. Whether you're a segment producer looking for new music for your next project or you're a content creator looking for music for your next YouTube episode, head to soulsurplus.com and use the code PIXELS in all caps to save 15% on your next purchase. This is the Pixels and Pads Podcast. A new music episode with Swoop. Swoop. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Pixels and Pads podcast. I'm your host, Wes Pendleton. And I'm your co-host, John McNeil. As you guys probably already know, we took a little bit of a break. John and I, as well as John's brother, Joel, took a break to concentrate on making sure that our business and practices were all the way good for our company and brand, Soul Surplus. So that took a lot of our time. We all switched into a full-time mode with the company. And because of that, there was a lot of shoring up that we had to do to make sure that everything was on point. But now that we have everything in order, we're back, ready to talk to new guests, new discussions, new topics. I'm very excited, especially with today, uh, coming back with a new music episode with the fellas. John, how you doing, man? What's going on?
1: Doing great, man. I'm really excited for our guest today. Uh, Man, it's a perfect uh, episode to come back from a hiatus on yeah
0: facts facts so without further ado we'd like to introduce our good friend alan swoop known as swoop to all of you fans out there he's a musician he's an artist he's a producer probably top three of my most talented friends that i know and probably low-key just people just in general (laughs) that i just know i mean he's literally that talented and uh you know, he just came out with his uh, his latest album called Sunshine, dropped through Native North, that has been doing extremely well. As a matter of fact, as of yesterday, uh, his hit single actually did what? What did it do? Swoop uh, one million, one million streams. A million,
2: yeah, a little over a million. We're at a million ten thousand now, so it's like
0: amazing, come bro. on now, yeah, yeah. So let's go. As you can see, he's doing real, real good. We're proud to have him on. He actually just dropped a brand new uh, sample pack for our Soul Surplus Library this, this Friday, actually. And it's already moving tremendously in our store. So without further ado, man, we'd like to welcome Swoop to the show. How you doing, homie?
2: I'm feeling good, man. You started out with my with my government name. I'm like, oh, we we with family today. Yeah, <laughs> listen, listen.
0: What family you got to understand is, you know, John and I, we have professional folks on this show. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And you are professional in what you do. And we know you by the artist swoop. You know, but yeah. listen, I'm trying to get you a check, man. And Alan Swoop is going to be the check that goes out. You understand? That's going to be what's on the check. <laughs>
2: I, I tell my wife all the time, like anyone that knows me by anything other than Swoop has known me for quite some time. Yeah, for, real? <laughs> for real. Yeah, uh, man. So
1: I'm, I'm excited to be here and get into
2: it with y'all today.
1: Yeah, man. Awesome, bro. So uh, first up, man, for the people listening, they may not be too familiar with... Uh, You know your past so just real quick give us a little background of how you got started in music and then some of your musical influences from that right right right
2: um my story getting started in music is is cliche um got started at church um i was a late bloomer you know most of my guys that are you know playing for artists today now that we're in our late 20s early 30s they started playing when they were four you know i didn't start playing keys till i was 15. Um, mm. and that's been my livelihood, you know, from 15 all the way up to 31 now. Like, I've found myself behind a piano, an organ, or a keyboard uh, at someone's church, uh, mm-hmm. every Sunday since then. Um, and that blossomed into production, um, around 2003. Um, I got my hands on a uh, Triton 76 key Triton oh, LE, man. The, tri- <laughs> the Triton, the yes, Triton, bro. And the selling point for me was, um, that's what the Neptunes were using at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of their signature drums um, from those early LL Cool J records, early uh, Clips records, straight out of the Triton and um, producing evolved into, randomly evolved into rap a few years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, i just been... Hammering home all three of those since then. I got signed to my first record label in 2010, um, which ended up folding in 2015. Um, and since 2015, just kind of been finding my way. And now I found a home at uh, Native North uh, as an artist and in-house producer. So, you know, all of the things that I've been working on and hammering home since 15, I'm still putting to use, you
1: know, today, 16 years later. hmm I love that bro So like um, Who are some artists Or some people along the way In that journey Who really influenced you And your sound man
2: Yeah um, So The the church side The The, the artists are many um, The Fred Hammonds um, The Andre Crouches um, Edwin Hawkins I'm an old school cat Yeah um, I love the new school guys I love You know Ty And all of them But I think when your ear is old, you can hear what's being redone. This is fabulous. Know? Um, so that's, that's on good. the church side. Um, it's, I mean, one thing I loved about the guy that I played under, my godfather at my church, is he exposed me to so much. So it wasn't just gospel. It was, you know, um, Weather Report. It was mm-hmm. uh, Herbie Hancock. It was Jaco Pistorius. Um, mm-hmm. And then opening the door to soul. Like when I found Donny Hathaway, I like, Part for like a couple years yeah. um, Donny Hathaway uh, Steely Dan um, and then I actually worked backwards uh, 2004 is when Kanye West's college dropout came out and Kanye <laughs> West is probably the biggest musical influence for me um, as far as hip hop is concerned but I worked what? backwards I was like where did he come from and he came out of the school of tribe called quest mm-hmm. and out of tribe called quest and q-tip i found james yancey mm-hmm. um, and that was another probably two three year span of parking and just digging into how deep Jay dillard's catalog is um so a, a wide array of of musical influences for me man
1: Man, that's so dope man i i love to hear that story i didn't know about you about being a late bloomer obviously i don't know some people who know my brother and i at 42 north we have like kind of that same kind of uh background of being the late bloomers we didn't grow up on the organ bench uh we actually were not into music until high schoolish, and it's just weird man how that trajectory is the same bro so i really resonate with that man thank you for sharing that yeah for sure
0: yeah likewise on my side too like i the only thing i wanted to play when i was a kid was the drums so i didn't I didn't touch the piano till I was, I mean, in church anyway, till I was like nineteen, and so, and I'm trash, you know, compared to you guys, so, you know, (laughs) nah, bro, nah, bro,
1: nah. I met that boy play organ.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is true. Yeah, we all did meet in church playing, playing instruments, but uh, yeah, that's 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 it's interesting that you what you said specifically about listening to Hawkins and crouching them. Cause you know, I didn't get a chance to listen to Donny Hathaway. And I don't think, I don't think you did either swoop. I think we kind of grew up in the same way where, you know, there wasn't no, there wasn't no, uh, outside R and B or none of that in the crib, man. You know, it was all spirituals, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was pretty much gospel all day. And then like you said, when I got older then I, I had to go backwards yeah. And then found out about all these other people and then you start realizing like yo this sounds literally just like Andre Crouch and yeah and uh and the Hawkins singers and all that stuff and then you real, and then you think so it's like it's weird cuz now the church kind of copies off <laughs> off of that stuff <laughs> but yep. back then it was reverse <laughs> where they were actually copying off of the church and all yeah, the church man. musicians were the ones that were actually in the studios with them so it's just, it's interesting that all of our trajectories kind of had that same had that same like pull you know that's that's yeah that's yeah. so great um so i guess like um just to further along the conversation um like we said earlier you dropped an album uh last week february 2nd and you know i for one was like thoroughly touched by the album <clears throat> for the pretty much the same exact reasons that i just said as far as you know you use a lot of gospel samples you know, these are things that I grew up on. These are things I think, like where we are currently in the genre that we all hover in and around in Christian hip hop. We just don't really hear a lot of gospel um, because, in an indirect way, it's frowned on. Not you know, yeah. we don't want to delve deep into that because that's a whole nother podcast episode. But yeah. um, you know, it's just one of those things that's not really that prevalent. So for you to come back and to come out with an album that totally touches on who you were and who you are um, musically was such a breath of fresh air. And I know it resonated with me bro. Oh, and for real, for real. So cause like, like we, John and I had this conversation about how, you know, chance kind of has been doing the old uh, bringing back, you know, Fred Hammond and um, who else? Kirk Franklin. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I, for one was one of the people that felt like that's cool. But I'm 10 years older than Chance. So, like, while, while Fred Hammond and Kirk Franklin resonate with me as well, it's really more the Hawkins and the Winans and Commission and all that stuff before all that stuff happens that really is more gospel music. I got air quotes up right yeah. now is really more signifies, like, gospel music to me. So the fact that you actually put a lot of that into the project, it just really resonated with me and then all the singers and then, you know Taylor coming in with his verse you know I'm saying and just and we all (laughs) my god yeah yeah right (laughs) and even Taylor Taylor and Chris grew up just like us too they grew up in church you know so Mm -hmm. it made sense but I say all that to say I love the album I would definitely love to hear about the process of putting that together what were some of your you know some of your inspirations and um yeah man just how how you got from point a to point b
2: yeah um I think the artists that I like, there's a a rotating top five for me: uh, Kanye, uh, Donny Hathaway, Brandy, D'Angelo, um, Michael Jackson. Um, what I loved about them early, Mike, um, hmm. is it was built on authenticity. So like when Brown Sugar came out, everybody was like. What is this? Yes. (laughs) Same thing when College Dropout came out. Mm -hmm. Same thing when Off the Wall came out. And, you know, you can keep going down down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is my fourth album. And I have been, I guess this probably sounds uh, demeaning as an artist, but uh, to be honest, I've always been chasing another artist on my first three projects. Mm. So my first album, The Zoo, was like, man, I wonder what it would be like to make this sound like Lupe Fiasco. Then my second album, Wake Up, was clearly Kanye West. And my third album, Cinema, was Kendrick Lamar, as far as the way that the story was constructed. Um, And this album, I was like, man, the artists that I look up to are built on authenticity. Um, Hip-hop is built on authenticity. That's why it's like ghostwriting is frowned upon. It's like write your own rhymes, you know, right. Be yourself. Um, So the goal was just to be myself, man. And, you know, the story I just told about my trajectory in music is I'm a church kid. Um, I didn't, as as John said, I didn't grow up on the organ bench. I just grew up next to it, you know.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, So. At this point in the game I'm, I'm settling into my age I ain't old yet But I'm definitely not the young whippersnapper And it's like I'm not trying to be anybody but Swoop um, right. Right. And Swoop leisurely Casually Not just for learning purposes But I listen to gospel music um, Not like Oh I gotta learn this for Sunday But I enjoy it um, Leisurely And then spiritually I enjoy it It's good for my soul Facts. Um, and being introduced into a Another world that I don't want to get all the way into. I find myself uh, thirsting for gospel music because there is an authenticity that's articulated in their liberation. Yep. Um, in the liberation that's that's sung about. So, Sunshine was built on pain and authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you hear the choirs, when you hear the singers, when you hear the organs, the rows, the pianos, the gospel samples, that's me saying. This is who I am. That's one of the lines in the last song where it's like sending praises higher. This is who I am for the record. Like Mm. just in case y'all wanted me to be somebody else, you know, or make music for, you know, to babysit your youth group. It's like that's not what I'm here for. Mm. Um, There are artists that do that well and do it authentically. There are a lot of artists that do it for monetary gain. Sure. But I'm like, yo, Sunshine is who I am and what I'm enjoying about the response is people like you said it's resonating so the biggest compliment that I'm getting from Sunshine is me too and I know that's a popular hashtag with a lot of you know things going on with women right now um but what me too says is you're not alone in your scenario
0: exactly um, yep.
2: so I'm not alone in this and that's been the big biggest compliment man even this podcast so far like you saying both of y'all saying this is how I grew up too. You know what I'm saying? It's like we out here, who's speaking for us in in our little small subgenre. Right.
0: Yeah. Wow. And the and the and to piggyback off of that too, um the so I've known you for just just I guess just under a decade now, man. We getting old swoop. <laughs> <laughs> and um and and one thing that I could could tell not even two three songs into it that it was 100 you and you were walking extremely confidently in that um which was something that i felt like i didn't hear as much in your previous albums so when mm-hmm. i heard the record i was like oh yeah this is swoop all day like this is the swoop that i've you know a lot of us who are your real friends have been waiting for for a long time you know what i'm yeah. saying not just not just sonically but also even just how you carried out a lot of things, singing, even though I know you, you'll you say, you know, I'm not a singer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just the fact that you even stepped out there to do that, because I do feel like that there is a, um, um, there's a feel that comes from singing from your heart, you know what I'm saying? And singing from yes. a place like you sounded like you were standing in a congregation singing. And so it's not about like, I'm not trying to be Donny Hathaway because I'm never going to be Donny Hathaway. But when I'm at church, I'm going to sing because it makes my heart feel full. You know what I'm saying? And I'm in worship mode. So when I heard that album, I was just like, yeah, this dude swoop is on here, just straight worshiping. And it was great to, it was just great to hear you, to hear you go there. Um, And yeah, man, it's just been, I've, I've appreciated the fact that just, you know, I've been nosy, man. I've been kind of on your, (laughs) on your Twitter, Uh, timeline probably more in the last week than i've been since we've known each other because (laughs) i because i have wanted to see what people said about it um and even to the point where you guys kind of got we're laughing at this the other day you know i went on instagram live when we were finishing up the the sample pack and i kind of aired out some grievances because i just don't understand how how you can be this talented and how there's certain people you know who are like gatekeepers or whatever you want to call them who just don't want to give you the 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 opportunity to do what you have to do and so it's just great to be able to see you finally get that like you can actually be yourself you're not trying to you're not, you're not trying to impress anybody or please anybody yeah. and here it is like you know, it's almost like uh, it's almost predestined to be that you weren't given that chance because now, when you're actually given the chance, <laughs> now you could just be yourself, and now you're yeah. not bogged down by any boxes or anything like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. There, there was a, a a Miles Davis quote that um, I found randomly in 2015, uh, and I only remember because that was that was a tough year. But he said, um, "It takes you a long time to sound like yourself." Mm. Um, I was like, "Man, this is Miles Davis saying that. Like, the one of the forefathers of jazz phrasing is saying it took him a long time to sound like him." Um, so it's like, why am I putting that much pressure on myself? It's like Jay Z released his first album at 27. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. Why am I putting so much pressure on myself? And then to the singing thing that you said, it was Kirk Franklin. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, right, right, right. Um Mama's song on um, What You're Looking For. My man sounded terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> but you could feel his heart. You yep. could feel his heartbeat in the song. Um And then a, a modern day uh example is Life of Pablo. Like Kanye sang so much on that album and you could tell a lot of them were demos. So I was just like, man, it's about mm-hmm. what it's going to make people feel. Right. Not about being the perfect album so I'm, I'm glad that that's coming across sonically
1: yeah man yep. and also i felt the notion of freedom and just security and who you are from the simple fact of i know behind the scenes of you as a producer is like yo you could have did done that whole album on your like by yourself production wise facts but yeah. the fact that there's moments where you choose to use someone else is like i applaud that because you know with us all being producers we know the frustration of when you know the collaboration effort is like it doesn't work out per se but for you to <laughs> yeah. be able to like be someone who yo you can play it but the fact that yo i'm gonna use I'm, I'm I'm in artist mode like give me a beat i'm gonna rap over it and you murder that joint and it's just like yo that's a really awesome skill that you have that you can kind of just yeah, turn i don't want to say turn those sides of the brain off but i mean i guess it feels like that sometimes
2: i i think in, tra- in, in transparency Um, There are times that I'm stuck.
1: Mm. I
2: think it was freeing for me to find out just recently that Kanye thinks his Achilles heel is drums. Mm -hmm. I love Kanye's drums. Mm. And he thinks that that's the worst part of his production. Um, I found that out reading an article about late registration. Excuse me, not late registration. Cruel Summer, Mm -hmm. um, which is how he and Travis Scott hooked up. He loved Travis's drums. So X, Y, and Z. So it's like, man... There was an element that I couldn't give. There's a song on the record called Never Left that I couldn't give that I sent it to my homeboy Nate, the beat breaker, and he sent it back in 30 minutes. And it was like, oh, this is what I needed. Um, So being a sports fanatic, it's like there is not one person that's ever going to win a championship in a team sport by themselves. I don't care how good Jordan is. He doesn't win. Without not even Scotty. He don't win without Dennis Rodman. He doesn't win without Steve Kerr. He doesn't win without Tony Kukoc. So it's like you need people to a wise producer, a wise teammate, a wise coach staffs their weaknesses. Um, even the weaknesses that they may not feel that they have right now. It's like at some point, because I'm human, I'm going to be weak. So I need other people helping me with this. So it's, it was my my joy and privilege to have other producers involved on the project.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. Shout out to you using Jordan and not LeBron. See what y'all gotta understand is, is swoop is from Akron and, and and he loves he loves LeBron very much. So yes. you know what 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 would have been the easier thing would have been the fact that the Cavs just made this massive trade and where they traded ninety eight percent of the team so that LeBron actually has a fighting chance to actually get to the finals and maybe have a chance to possibly win this year. But because Swoop is from Akron and he loves LeBron so much, he decided that he was going to take a jab at Jordan and say that Jordan <laughs> needed help. <laughs> he swear he's so slick, bro. That, that's what's called a backhanded compliment. It's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I never heard one, bro. Nah,
2: man, nah. I was I, just waiting. I man. couldn't bring Bron up because the Cavs is wild right now. <laughs> so... <laughs> If, if this was 2015, it'd be buckets for me to say LeBron. Facts. <laughs> Facts. The food was literally just cleaned house. So I don't know what the calves looking like right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It is interesting to see for sure. But yeah, man, with that amazing release of sunshine, you know that we've all just heard and felt. And if those of you who haven't listened yet, you are wilding to take this long and not listen to it. You need to go check it out. But uh. <laughs> We thought it was appropriate, you know, to bring, you know, the producer community in closer to the music by giving them this soup sample pack that literally dropped today, like Wes said, and has been doing great in the store. Um, so just shift gears a little bit to talk about that pack. Uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about how you constructed the pack and what sounds and textures uh, the producers should look forward to getting from you.
2: Yeah, Um. honestly, the inspiration for said Pack is uh, twofold. Uh, one is pretty obvious, uh, like the things that Soul Surplus has have, has already been putting out, um, the Port Rich packs, um, the John Smith pack, the, like the the A G pack. There is a um, a standard of excellence that's like, okay, this is the bar. So there's that side of it. But ironically, uh, a second inspiration for the pack um, is Will Smith's album. Um, Will 2K, mm. uh, excuse me. Willenium, The song was Will 2K. The the album's called Willenium. Um It was which is, which is a
0: slept on album, uh, by the way. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm Come sorry. Come on, man. Y'all that be on Will Smith podcast. need to
1: stop, yo. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast episode where we definitely argued about where does Will rank for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Sorry, Swoop. I apologize. You S- Go ahead. No,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say that because I was arguing Big Willie style down like this is hard too. And then he dropped Millennium. I was like, this is awesome. So I did some homework and uh, he and Jazzy Jeff, uh, shout out Philly Native, uh, both of them. Um, yes, sir. Created samples for the album. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we don't want to go and sample, you know, X, Y, and Z artists. We want to create our own samples. Um, and that was the seed, you know, years ago for me as I started producing my own albums, it was like, I want to make some samples as well. So, uh, when Wes approached me about the Soul Surplus thing, it was like, yeah, because I I've, I've been doing this. I just been doing it for myself. Exactly. You know. Yep. Um, so to be able to release it to the world has been awesome, um, and it's just like I will. I want to make samples that I think my favorite producers would pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's particularly one in the pack that I I'm like, am I about to use this on my next album? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called um, Sauce on the Side. Mm. Um, and as I hear it, I'm like, I feel like Dilla would be proud of this. I feel like Dilla would chop this, you know. Um, so that's the mindset behind the uh, the sample pack. It's not, man, let me put some sounds together so we can make money. Because that's not the bar that Soul Surplus is setting. Mm. Soul mm. Surplus is setting the bar of we're going to put out excellent art um, because that's what we're about. The bar was... Man, if, if if Dilla was alive or if Kanye was in the room or if I ran into Pete Rock and I could play him three samples of mine, would he pick any of them? So that's the heart behind the sample pack. Like, man, if you could put this in your favorite producer's favorite producer, which is most likely Jay Dilla's hands, would he choose any of these? So that's that's where my brain was in creating a lot of the samples in the pack.
0: Got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. I. uh. We we're right there with you. We we actually on Port Rich Volume Four, I think it was Volume Four. Joel had Joe created this one sample that John and I were like, you cannot put this in in the pack. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it was uh yeah. it it it's was it was that good. It it wasn't even like a sample. It was just like it was just it's it needs to go like on a soundtrack. It was that good. Yeah. And we just kind of felt like while we love our, you know, our customers and, you know, we love those guys and we appreciate them. You know, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without those guys. We kind of just felt like, Joel, this is probably something that you should probably hold for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) And use for yourself because we want you to be able to get the benefit of this for yourself and not have that spread around as much. So. It's kind of funny that you said, like you know, you heard some joints on there that you were like, "Yeah, I'm probably just gonna go ahead and use this on the on the <laughs> album." I'm not gonna lie, I I've been I told the fellas the other day, I've been kind of like itching to to do some stuff recently, and then I heard that we were down there listening to that joint the other night, and I was just like, "Uh, so yes, trying sir. to pull me back." <laughs> Uncle Wes <Yo>. is back. <laughs> Man. trying to pull me back out here.
1: Some of the chord you know, changes were so lush, bro. He was like, "Yeah, we gotta do something, bro." Yes, <laughs> straight up.
0: yes. Straight mission up.
2: accomplished. That was my goal all along. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now, nah, man, it's uh, like it, first of all, it's just a, it's a, it's a privilege and an honor when you can do when you could do business with your friends. You know what I'm saying? When we can help each yeah. other, like you know, when I, I've, I've, I've talked to you about this a couple of times. You know, this isn't about you. This is about your kids. You know, mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. like when when I reached out to you, I wasn't thinking about you. I was, like, just not. I'm just being honest. Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking about your kids. You know, so when I hear records like Lambo, you know, my first thought as a as a father and a husband is not swoop. My thought is, if he feels that way about himself, then he's definitely he's probably his his burden is not for himself; it's for his family. Yeah. Cause like sure. you know John and I were laughing the other day. You know we're up here. You know John and I have been and Joel too have been making some serious sacrifices for the sake of the brand. And we were laughing the other day because I was in the kitchen and you know I was just like I'm just gonna have some oodles and noodles a because I don't have no money to be going out to to buy lunch today. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like yep. you know, cause cause we 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 see like the importance of like this business and it's more about the legacy not about like what we can take and put in our pockets. Cause trust me when I tell you, we could have gone and bought televisions and, and you know, I almost wild out and bought a new car last month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Unnecessarily. I just bought a new car last year. There's no reason for me to go buy another car, yo, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you know, we're, we're looking at this long term, and we, we see like the legacy that this can bring that, that this can bring out. And so, for for me when I reached out to you, it was me thinking about as your friend, all, all of these people that have passed over you and have like not really given you the chance. When I don't I just don't understand how you cannot give somebody a chance that's like right there that's better than you. You see what I'm saying? And that's yeah. to me, that's the mark of 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 good businesses. You surround yourself with people that are better than you. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like look John and I is a perfect example. I am not a people person like that I'm just not but John is and so John is my mediator between myself and when we do when we talk business with people because John has a very he thinks before he speaks I sometimes don't think before I speak I just (laughs) my feelings are on my sleeve but 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 we're but we're able to work together so well because of that and that's just what makes a team and so part of you know, wanting you to be part of that is like, you know what? My man Swoop is this talented. He's definitely more talented than me. Let's go ahead and work together. Let's create this legacy. Let's do something that's actually going to, you know, carry something over to his kids because, you know, we don't know what's going to come around the corner with this, with this business and this brand. There's some major opportunities out there for us to be able to do. And if you are signed on as a partner, when we get those major opportunities, that opportunity is right there for you too. So it's not just about yeah. you, but it's about the fam too. I'm sorry I got real deep on the podcast here right now, guys. <laughs> I was listening this to 444 man. this morning, so you know. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, but no, nah, But seriously, man, like you know, we everything that you've done, and it's it's early in the year, but you know, this is this year is going to be like the swoop year, you know. So you released Lambo last year, which really was a representation of 2015, but you yeah. know or yeah, 2018 swoop is, is on that, is on that rise, man. And, you know, we, we appreciate you even just coming on the show and just giving folks a little bit of a background. I know all this stuff anyway. So this, none of this is new to me, but yeah, you know, we just wanted to be able to share that story with folks and, and uh, yeah, man, it's been, it's been great. So with all that being said, what's the forecast for the rest of the year, man? Cause I heard a little birdie tell me that, you know, you're on the verge of, like you're not stopping. That was just kind of the beginning.
2: Yeah, that mm. that was that was the goal right now is that sunshine is first and second quarter, and uh, we finish out third and fourth quarter with a second album and the mm. halftime show um, is gonna be two producer EPs. Um, so I won't be rapping or singing or anything, but producing another artist, one singer, one rapper. Uh, got some fillers out with a couple people that I'm that I'm vibing with right now, but. Yeah, man. 2018 is about creating Mm -hmm. and then 2019 um, will be corralling um, the results of said creation. So um, really rebuilding a fan base where I'm I'm not catering to the um, traditional CHH fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I don't have time to, uh, Censor, I can be discerning. Right. Um, I think discernment is different than censorship. Right, right. Um, It's like, man, I'm 31. I got four kids. Um, So when I say on my record, um, raise up your solo cups. We celebrating that glow up grandma. Yeah, but I still love God, though. Fans gonna hate, but I still love y'all. I'm telling you. That I drink Grand Marnier on a regular basis. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I'm I'm rebuilding a new fan base. And 2018 is definitely about um, more music, man, more creation. Uh, that's the goal. The reason I'm saying that that's the goal, and that's not what's going to happen, is the response from Sunshine has been so overwhelming um, that I am preparing myself for. Um, possibly having to pour so much of my time and energy and efforts into that record, I may not have time, you know, to create the masterpiece that I want to create. When uh, me and Wes talked on the phone uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Man, my goal this year is to create a masterpiece." Mm-hmm. Um, I went back and listened to, man, Twisted Fantasy, um, uh, Jay Z's Blueprint, um, uh, Lupe's The Coolest. It's like, man, these are masterpieces. Um, mm-hmm. Commons Finding Forever, which we don't talk about too much. Yeah, um, it's like these are masterpieces, and um, I'm not chasing. Uh, oh, I almost got myself in trouble. I'm not chasing certain conferences. I'm not chasing certain tours. Um, <laughs> I I want. Jay Z did an interview with the New York Times, and he said, "I want to play forever." Like mm-hmm. you have this small window where you're white hot and you're the thing. But everybody chases that window. And then when that window closes, they don't matter no more. It's like, Mm -hmm. I want to play forever. So the same thing you're talking about um, as far as finances are concerned, creating a legacy. I want to do that sonically as well. Um, The one thing I can look back, even though I was chasing Kanye on Wake Up, Wake Up has stood the test of time. So the Lord graced me with a part of my legacy, even though I was trying to be somebody else. So now it's like, man, how much more Uh, how much more room will the Lord have to grace me with legacy if I'm fully myself? So 2018 is all about creating man. And then next year we'll see what we, you know, look up and see what we got.
0: Dope. Dope. Well, you know, thanks for coming on, man. Seriously. We really appreciate you taking out the time. I know like right now with albums and stuff like that, it could be, you know, a little bit hectic with, you know, Having to answer questions and being interviews and stuff like that, but we appreciate you taking out a couple minutes for your for your old friend and uh, your yeah. and your new friend John, because you and John and Joel are slowly yeah uh, slowly becoming great friends too, man. And that's right. I'm just gonna put this yes, out sir. there. Y'all need to go ahead and put out a swoop in 42 North Pack, and we. Gonna <laughs> that nice. Yep. That's yep. easy, man. Yeah, man yeah so but once again man we thank you for coming on and uh yeah again if you guys haven't heard swoop's new album sunshine it's available on all digital outlets and if you haven't heard the new swoop sample pack volume one it is available at soulsurplus.com please check out both of those today and we'll see you guys next time peace thank you for listening to the pixels and pads podcast at www.pixelsandpads.com You can also find us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. And if you're feeling the show, please do us a huge favor and leave a review.